0: you're listening to a mash those buttons podcast visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule hey this is ramses from push the point the mash those buttons official overwatch league podcast tune in every tuesday where me and my co-host labosco break down player performances storylines and the league at large Hey everybody, this is Ja. Stay tuned after the show for an important announcement. Hello and welcome to another Watchpoint Radio community episode. And on these episodes, we like to give the community their time to shine and come on the show and you know, kind of talk about whatever they'd like to talk about, as long as it's Overwatch related. And on this episode, we have our first returning guest, Wood Tier Guru. And this time he is here to talk about 222. I mean, obviously, that is a uh a very popular subject right now and uh you know he had a couple thoughts on it you know we we've said our piece on the show so we're gonna let him say his piece not gonna drag us out too long enjoy the show step right up all right we are here once again with wood guru this is the uh first time we had somebody return to the show you must have had a good time the first time
1: oh absolutely
0: <laughs> well welcome back and this time you're here to talk about something a, a little different. Tell us what, what you want to talk about here.
1: Um, well, I mean, the hot topic in Overwatch right now is roll lock two 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 role roll specific SR, and roll Q. So I figure I might as well weigh in and see, uh, see what we have to talk about.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is definitely a hot topic, not just with, you know, ladder players, but obviously in Overwatch League as well so if there's a good time it it is now (laughs) so uh you know people have heard my thoughts for weeks if not months at this point on 222 so why don't you give us uh your thoughts on it
1: sounds good um so i think 222 is the biggest thing that people have an issue with over the uh whole issue right, with, uh, with role queue and all that. Um, I think that role-specific SR is the biggest thing that we're going to get uh, out of the whole system. Um, and I think the only way for them to reasonably implement a role-specific SR is to do this lock 222 and a role queue. Um, I recognize that there are some things that are a little bit of a negative to limiting the game like this. But I think the benefits that we're going to get from a, uh role specific SR is going to be uh, one of the best things that we've had implemented into the game since launch actually.
0: Okay. I, I got you now. Uh, actually, I, I just had a conversation with somebody else about this. But I think a lot of people get my stance on two 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 a little a little wrong, right? Because in, in in the in the age of the internet in twenty nineteen, it's either you're for something or you're against it, right? There's no middle ground. And the thing about two two two, from my perspective, is that yes, you were one hundred percent correct. There are benefits to it, uh, such as uh, well, besides you know, you brought up a good point. Like there, there will be role specific SR. There are benefits to that. Uh, there, there, another benefit will be how the game is balanced, right? You know, if, if the game is played with two DPS all the time, two tanks all the time, and two heals all the time, that makes it way easier to balance the game. So that's a benefit. Uh, the reason that I am not necessarily a big fan of two, 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 or implementing two, two, two is that I don't think the trade-offs of limiting the game are worth the benefits that two, two, two would bring, right? So, well, let's focus on the benefits of 222 first and I'm pretty sure you have tons of those.
1: Right. So, uh the uh, so like you said, uh having a a lot 222 will allow Blizzard to change the balance of the game and implement new heroes uh that they wouldn't be able to implement previously because uh, of the freedoms that you have to go into a match right now where uh sure they they can implement a healer that has uh that has pretty decent healing um but they also have to uh balance that with well sure that character has decent healing but but does it get but does that does that number get broken when you add an adi- uh, an additional support in there or uh, or is a character a new character's ability to tank uh, going to be um, broken by the addition of a third tank or a fourth tank um, and l- making the rules that you can only go into a game uh, will allow blizzard to just make characters that are more interesting without having to worry about as many variables which i think will lead to better characters
0: right no that is definitely a a major benefit because uh, i mean the, the the developers of blizzard are only human right they can only follow i guess logic for so long like they, they, it's just very difficult to predict all of the outcomes in overwatch especially as you continue to add more characters like you know, adding a, you could take a character that was out of meta and nobody really used in meta, and then you add a new character with one maybe one ability, and now that other character is OP because of something. Like you did some things they never could have thought of. Like, oh, I mean, look at goats, right? There's no way they thought that. There's no way they predicted goats. <laughs> you know, especially with the way they they've been having a hard time getting rid of it or balancing it, right? So no. Yeah, you you, you make a, a very good point there.
1: I think a lot of people also uh, look at the game in its current state and say, uh, "Well, if we implement a lock two two two, then this character, this character, this character is going to become trash tier or a throw pick or something like that." But I don't think that they're going to implement uh, this kind of uh, change without dropping a huge patch that has tons of changes for almost every character in the game to rebalance them for this new system. It's possible that they might push back that huge patch uh, after they see what's happened for a little bit, but I'm sure that if this is the direction that they're going, they're already thinking about that.
0: Right. Yeah. I don't think they'd be able to, if they did put a, uh, you know, a two, two, two roll lock in, they can't, I don't think they can do so without dropping a major patch. I know just a few months ago we got an, incru- like got, I got really, really heavy balance patch and it will be something on that level because it's like, well, we, you know, one example is brick. We know break has to be completely reworked right to make, to make a work. What about somebody like may, you know, sim they've reworked torb they've reworked but still you know they they every character almost they have to take a look at because the way they've balanced the game so far is you know well there could be four dps and one tank and one heal so how do we make that viable so yeah you're right i think if they did drop a 222 we we'd be looking at major rebalances which is one reason why you know, it would, I don't think it's happening anytime soon if they do do it, you know?
1: Yeah, my uh, my hopes have been a little bit shattered with some of the recent information that we've gotten with uh, uh, with them coming out and saying that it's not coming for Overwatch League stage three. Um, my my fingers were definitely crossed that that was going to be uh, Blizzard saying, hey, guys, this is coming. Uh, prepare for it and it sounds like that's definitely not happening
0: um yeah i mean imagine having to like you know you only have in a week or two or a few weeks to completely deal with these these these, the major character changes you know i don't think like if they're gonna make 222 happen i think it's reasonable to expect it to happen during the off season
1: i agree um i was i was surprised when the hubbub was saying that uh, uh with slasher coming out and uh hinting that this might be something that was coming out for overwatch league uh, league stage 3 and all the scuttlebutt um saying something similar um it surprised yeah. me uh because this is definitely the kind of thing that you want your professionals to go into having an uh, you you want them to have an understanding of what's going of what's happening uh, such that they can provide a better show. Just like over the uh, over the course of the last uh, uh the last off season, uh the pros were able to get their hands on goats and try and perfect that as much as possible. Just randomly throwing it into uh, a stage three or a stage four seems uh, ambitious, to say the least.
0: Yeah, and, and and haphazard. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, if they did a move like that, it would show that they, that that they really aren't doing the Overwatch League for sportsmanship or competitive purposes, but really for viewership purposes. Which I mean, let's be real, they want lots of viewers, and you know, more than enough people have complained that Goats is boring to watch. Uh, so, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame them for doing it, but they, you know, for the integrity of the game, it just wouldn't make sense. Like imagine a major rule change happening in the middle of the NFL or NFL or NBA season, you know, it just wouldn't really happen. Right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, to be honest with you, the balance changes that happen between stages, in my opinion, is, uh, is, 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 is enough to disrupt.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's radical when you compare it to any other type of sport um but right. this is the kind of thing that esports competitors have been dealing with for a long time um and i i do honestly think that it would make more sense for blizzard to drop this kind of thing into competitive into the live game before it gets implemented in the Overwatch League especially if it was mid season um i also don't necessarily think that it would be completely unreasonable to lock two 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 for the rest of the game, like for just for a solo queue ladder to implement some rules and uh, let and then implement a six stack queue as well that doesn't have those rules and let overwatch league continue to uh, run without those rules um yeah.
0: Yeah, I think from a player perspective, you know, from a reality perspective, from, what, from where we are as players, it would be fine. Uh, because the reality of playing on ladder is that you, the ladder doesn't play the same as Overwatch League. It just doesn't, you know? I mean, we're, depending on where you are on the ladder, it, the game plays differently. The game plays differently in gold than in platinum, than in diamond, than in master, than in grandmaster. Gold is a whole nother, another uh, gold star, but bronze is a whole nother different story, <laughs> you know? So we already know that the gameplay is different from Overwatch League, but what I think Blizzard as a developer will be worried about is that the, somebody who watches Overwatch League would expect for that, uh, that experience to transfer over and then it'd be like, well, what do you mean I have to play 2-2-2? Like, I can't just play, you know, whatever I want. I can't run these comps, you know? And I think that's what Blizzard's thinking about, but I mean, I'm sorry, I, spoiler alert, Anybody who, who comes to Overwatch from watching Overwatch League will quickly understand that that's not how the game is, is played, you know, on ladder. So uh, I think there's a bit of a disconnect there between Blizzard and reality. They could be thinking I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite, too. You know, it depends where you sit, right? I agree. I agree.
1: Um, perspective is everything. Um, but I do think that uh, and, uh, and I do agree with you that we should have a six stack queue. There, there should not be the same ladder that for six stacks, uh, as there is for, uh, solo queues, um, right, and even smaller groups, twos and threes, um, and I think implementing that six stack queue would be a good opportunity for it to, for, uh, Blizzard to say, hey, six stack is the way that we design the game to be played. Six stack is the way that the Overwatch League plays the game but if you want to play in a solo fashion or a duo fashion then uh we're we're gonna let you do that but because we know you're not going into it in a situation that is anywhere near as anywhere near as coordinated we're gonna implement this little rule that makes you just play the game in this way and if you feel like you're too restricted then you can always go and find a team or use LFG and get yourself a six stack and go into your six stack queue and get yourself uh, a more competitive experience which is what almost everyone preaches anyways right
0: yeah and I think that would be the best of both worlds if if that can happen but one of the reasons why, when I talk about a pregame lobby system or a six stack only queue, no solo queue is in that equation, and here's why. Right, a six deck only queue with a with like a uh, a pregame lobby would. It's a system that requires everybody to be in it. It's like it's like Obamacare, right? It doesn't work unless everybody's doing it. You know, the the system will collapse if you don't have enough people in it. That's the problem with LFG, right? There's not enough incentive to play LFG or to use LFG. So people just skip it. You know, they'll have a bad experience once or twice. They'll just leave it alone. However, and and if you implement a six stack queue, but you also have a a, a solo queue, most people are just going to go for the solo queue, you know? However, if you implement a six stack queue and when you hit the competitive button, it puts you into a pregame lobby as opposed to throwing you directly into a game. That gives you additional power as a player, right? Because right now you don't have much control over who you play with when you hit that button. You know, you do have the avoidive as as player option, but that means you've already gone through a game when, and had a bad experience, right? Versus going into a pregame lobby and making sure the conditions of that team work for you. Is everybody on voice comms? Can you play the character or the role that you want to play and get through this, do this through communications? Does the team communicate well? Is somebody being a dick? Is somebody trolling around? And without losing SR, you can get out of that match. So, you know, it might take you longer to get into an actual game, but your game should be more... The quality will be higher. You know what I'm saying?
1: I see. I see. Um, What do you think about other games that have done, uh, that have implemented a system uh, where there's a separate uh, solo duo queue and a full stack queue um, rather successfully?
0: It's not that I don't think it can't be successful, right? I just think it's not the most efficient thing to do. But, uh, you know, in other games where they have put in different queues, like a solo queue and a duo queue and a a six queue, I mean, for that to work in Overwatch, I think it's okay. But at the same time, it doesn't necessarily solve the problems that we're having with the mixing of the queues now, right? So, you know, you can have a, a duo stack now and get placed with two, you know, a duo, a duo. And then two single players and you'll, you'll run into the same, you'll still run into the same issues of, of, of people of like, you know, this guy wants to play Anna and this guy wants to play Anna. This guy wants to play Ryan. Uh, and the other guy will, you know, will he wants to play Ryan too, but he's willing to play another tank, but he can't play that tank that well. Right. It's not all throwing or, or all attitude all the time. Like some people really do try but if you need to play a critical role, like let's say you ha- let's say you don't have a Ryan on your team, and somebody's like, "Okay, well, fine, I'll Ryan, I Ryan sometimes," versus a player that Ryan's all the time, you'll probably lose that fight, you know, or lose that game, and it's a bad experience for you. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I, I follow that. Um, so I, I think that I think role queue definitely helps with that. Um, and you've talked uh, you've talked about uh. Talked about player uh, people don't have an issue uh, with filling as much as they have an issue with going into a game and having their character kind of like snagged out from under them, um right? So like let's say you go in. I think the example you used was you go into a game and you're a diamond level Zarya and you're not a diamond level in other characters and someone else pops in and takes your Zarya from you. And all of a sudden, you're right. forced into something that you're not a diamond level player at. Right. Yeah. I, right. So, the I, I do think that the role specific SR helps with that. Um, it doesn't solve it entirely, especially in the case of like one tricks um, or even like two tricks or something like that. Um, and I think Kendra even brought it up that. Uh, There is the uh, there is the the subtle incentive to not one trick, because if you go into a game and you're only competent on this one hero and you're forced off of that hero, then you're probably going to lose SR. Um, Right. But as it is, right, right, as it is, there's 30 heroes in the game, right? And yeah, um, and you go into a match without talking to anybody. Without talking to anybody, you have a uh, one person locks uh, one person locks a hero. You have a three point three percent chance of that person picking the hero that you're looking for, right? And across the five people that five other people in the game, that brings it that brings it up to a sixteen point five percent chance that your hero is going to get snagged. If even if we go to a Lock two two two, where mm-hmm. in the instance of you have a you have a tank player right that that brings the the pool down to seven characters rather than thirty, right? There's a fourteen percent chance that your hero gets snagged, right? That's that right. the other person that the only other person in the game wants to play your hero, right? Mm-hmm. Which. Yeah. Is still lower than the chance that you run with five other people potentially wanting to play your character.
0: Oh, you are you are one hundred percent right about that. Like it definitely it improves that situation, right? Where uh you know you have a less of a chance of the character you want to play getting taken. The issue though with the two two two, like I said, like like I said earlier, it does help with some things. I just don't think the trade offs are worth it. Right. While it does reduce the, it does reduce the chance that you won't be able to get the character that you're good at, right? It still doesn't, I don't think it reduces it enough, right? Especially with popular characters. You know, if you roll Q as a main tank, as a Ryan main, like how many other people play Reinhardt, right? You know, how many other people play Zarya? How many other people play uh, D.Va, right? It'd be different if like you are like a Hammond main. You know, you know what I'm saying. Like, not a not a lot of people play that. But then, on top of that, another scenario that I, th- I don't think a lot of people think about is that sometimes people will play different characters in different roles. Like this one, like you. This, some people may be a god roadhog, right, as a tank. But if they have to play any other tank, they can't play it. Like then they would normally switch off to like another role. Like you know, they might. Go for like I mean not saying that these skills transfer right? they go from like roadhog to soldier as DPS and then go to Lucio as a healer you know that those are the characters they 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 kind of play so what happens in the scenario where you play like uh, you know you have let's say you have a, a hero pool that you play with and now you're stuck on the tank role but in order to win this game your team needs a different tank. What if you play Reinhardt very well, but you are a terrible Winston? But your team actually needs Winston in this specific scenario. You know, you need—they need you to play either a Winston or a Diva or something really mobile. But you're not good at it. And in the current, you know, in in the current system, you can talk to your team and swap roles with them mid-game, and that has won games for me, and I'm pretty sure a lot of other people. But if you're locked into your roles, then that means, well, I dude, all I could do is play Reinhardt. That's all I can do. Which I think there is something to be said at many ranks, it won't make a difference. At many ranks, it won't make a difference. But I think once you start getting to like high platinum, then it does more so make a difference. The lower rank you are, you can almost play anything you want. As long as you're really good at it, you'll you'll outp- you'll overpower the other team, right? Your 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 skills and that character will shine. Once you get to higher level Overwatch, uh, and I'm, when I say higher level, I'm actually, I mean, I'm talking like, you know, higher platinum and above, it, your character picks do matter more. The counter picking and stuff like that does, does matter a bit more. Did, did that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So,
1: one thing, so uh, so to counter that, and one thing that's kind of a, a taboo to do right now is let's say you duo queue, right? Uh, generally, you don't duo with someone that is in the same like role that you play. Right? Right, yeah. Yeah, so if if you're a tank player, you don't generally duo queue with another tank player. Right? If you're a support right. player, generally you don't duo with another support player because it kind of it it pigeonholes the rest of the, the your match made team um into doing whatever else that whatever else that you guys need covered.
0: Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I think it's a nightmare to see the the the, the insta the insta uh, DPS duo. <laughs> you know when you see that. Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, I think that's going to be just as toxic in uh, in uh, in block two 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 roll queue as it is now. Uh, but at the same time, you're going to end up in a situation where, well, we can't really change them being the DPS players, so. Either they pick it up and we win the game or we lose. Um, Right. But uh, the cool thing about being able to uh, duo with your your counterpart is like I play on a team. And it would be amazing if I could duo queue with my off tank. I'm typically a main tank player. It would be great if I could duo with my off tank player all of a sudden we go into a, a, a role queue game where we're the, we're the tanks in the game. We have that synergy. We know how he knows how I play as a main tank. I know how he plays as an off tank and we, we don't run into that situation. Right. And right, it's a yeah. whole lot easier to fill that, uh, to fix that issue where, well, I only play. I, I only play main tanks, or I only play off tanks. If you go, if you duo with someone that you know covers your uh, deficiencies, or uh, covers the thing that you don't do, um, it does introduce a little bit of um, chaos when you're going into things <laughs> uh, purely as a solo player but is right. is it more chaos or less chaos than what we have now i'd argue that it that the the role the role queue would uh create less chaos and inherently less freedom uh but i am more willing to i'm more willing to abide by the rules than to uh let players who don't necessarily understand the rules and how to break them, break them.
0: I think let's make one thing clear here. We're definitely both on the same page that anything's better than what we have. <laughs> right.
1: Right. That is you know, why anything's
0: uh, <laughs> anything's better than what we have right now.
1: That is you know? one of the reasons why I'm so terrified that, uh, anniversary just got dropped. Uh, nothing happened. Nothing man. happened. I was uh before I drove home from work today um I was like okay anniversary's out maybe I just haven't heard the news that there's a new developer update maybe maybe Papa Jeff told it, it has informed the community of what's going on and so I I looked up uh, Overwatch uh developer update it's like oh cool the last one was for the workshop Uh, Not for the anniversary. This is a little
0: disheartening. Absolutely. No, no, there there was no news. You didn't miss anything. Yeah, the the thing is, like, I think everybody's in agreement that something is better than nothing. So, you know, I'm not, like, I don't think I have any, like, hard counterpoints of why 222 won't work. Because 222 will work to a degree. I think that the debate here is because we know if they implement a system. It's only going to, this is going to be the system for quite some time, right? So the debate is what's the most efficient system to put in place now. It can go both ways because if you want to keep, you know, accessibility up, you know, if you want, if you want to still make competitive, very accessible and make it so that somebody can come into overwatch, click competitive, click what role they want. And bam, they're in that queue so be it like that 222 would fix that issue but i don't think it fixes the core issue or the core problems that cause so many people to complain in the game like it it definitely helps it definitely would it would definitely help cuz the problem of you just getting a really bad team comp you know like yeah it definitely helps with that it helps with you know um solidifying the roles and how the game should be played but the biggest problem i think Overwatch competitive has is communication, you know, communication and and, and choice, you know, communication, because you need to be talking to your teammates and discussing, well, I want to play this. I'm good at this. I'm not good at this. Like, well, if I can't play Ryan, the only other character I can play is Lucio for whatever reason, (laughs) you know, and then you guys can kind of work around that. And if you can't work something out, then maybe one person leaves, you know, the person that can't, like, you know, if this isn't going to work for me, they 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 back out of that lobby. And that brings it to the second point where, it get, like I said, it, it definitely, um, you know, besides communication, I think it helps with salt a little bit because one of the worst things about losing an Overwatch is that, and, and sometimes, is that you had no control over this team that you got. It was just completely random. It was what the matchmaker thought was best. And when I can play a game with my second worst character in you know let's say in like high or mid diamond 5 dps like my second worst character is sombra right actually sorry that's my third worst character my second worst character is tracer <laughs> my, my third worst character is sombra and uh i've played games in high in high in high platinum 5 dps one heal sometimes not even a heal like one tank or maybe 6 dps and one the matchmaker did not match, did not make that match well, especially when the opposite team was actually playing a decent team comp. You know? And I'm pretty sure like they like the people on the opposite end losing to uh, like a five or a six DPS comp, the salt had to be pouring out of them. And they were you probably have no choice but to blame your teammates at that point from a mental perspective, you know. And what if they could have talked ahead of time, and they could, you know, they they would have realized that they weren't going to flow together, they weren't going to synergize together, or that somebody is not communicating, and they didn't want to be part of of a group like that. They would, have, they could have avoided that situation altogether. You know, so that's why you know the two 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 solution I think does work and it does help. I just think having a having a solution that pushes players toward the way Overwatch should be played and I'm not just talking about from a, a comp perspective, right? Like a 222 two, two, it should be played with two tanks, two healers, two DPS. I'm talking about with a, with a team of people communicating with each other and then the more you play together, the better you'll be as a group, right? Cuz I'm pretty like, cuz you you have your own team, correct? This don't? is true. Okay, and I I know in the beginning for every team I think it's a it's a little rough until you get the synergy together and then once you get the synergy together you just it playing overwatches becomes a much more uh a much more pleasant experience even when you lose because you know everybody did what they what their best
1: 100
0: you know you know that you lost because the other team was better not because somebody wasn't doing their job you know right so yeah and that's that's another thing i think that having like a you know a queue like that where it's six deck only but you go into a pregame lobby You know, it forces people to communicate and I think more people would connect as friends on Battle.net and then play together more often and create and it will just create a better overall match experience. Not to mention, obviously, 222 does limit the, the comps that you can do, you know, and I just like I think the trade offs of 222 aren't great enough. The benefits aren't great enough to outweigh the negatives. And I think, you know, a a system that is less accessible, because I will admit that it is definitely a less accessible system. It will take longer. It shouldn't take significantly longer for you to find matches, but it will take you a bit longer to get a match together. You know, I think that for match quality and the overall quality of life of Overwatch, it will be a bit better. You know, like uh, hopefully all that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) It makes sense in my head. It makes sense in my head. I just, when I say it out loud, I got to make sure that like, does that make, does that make sense? Yeah. Know? That's just the, that's the perspective I'm coming from. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead.
1: Absolutely. Um, I, I am in agreement with you uh, in that the game is too accessible. 25, uh, level 25 uh, on your first prestige is not soon enough or is not long enough for you to be playing the game for you to jump into a competitive match. Um very true. Uh I I almost always play in comms. I get frustrated at people who don't play at com- play in comms. Um you should be talking to the people that you're in this uh team oriented game uh in real time. Typing is not going to cut it. Um, and I also understand that there are people that, for whatever reason, don't want to play that way, right? And sure, you can say that they can, they should just go to quick play, um, but there is a different feel to, uh, quick play, uh, and quick play plus, uh, competitive, which is what we have. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, we, there is quick play plus, right?
1: Um, but there is, there is a slightly different feel. Generally, you end up with some semblance of a team comp. Um, and I, I do think that the game should be played in a six stack with people that you know, and people that you, uh, have built player synergies, not just character synergies with, um, but there are a lot of people that just don't have it in their schedule to play consistently with the team. There are people that can't get on at the same time even one, a, a, every week. Um and I don't necessarily know that they shouldn't have any access to a competitive queue. I think that the uh, I think that the uh the system that you're talking about uh, has already been implemented into the game. And maybe it and it, it it hasn't been implemented in such a way that it forces you to go there. Um but LFG is there. If you are a try hard uh non-casual player like a lot of us and the people that listen to this uh podcast and uh, generally, consume Overwatch content. Uh, you're part of some kind of Discord where you have access to better LFGs than the Blizzard launcher provides us with. Um, and you have access to ways to go and find a team and find people that play with you or, or find people that play um, at the same times that you do. And the the options are there for the people that care to be uh, for the people that care to go and find it. Um, And if people care about truly being competitive in this game, then they're not going to be limited by the basic UI that Blizzard gives us. Right. Um, There's this. Your SR is a starting point for team scouting and that kind of thing you, you don't you don't go into looking for a team without um posting hey i'm this sr uh on these heroes and um i'm looking to fit into a team or i'm trying to recruit a, a team of around this sr um but the competitive side of the game is generally not done using The competitive system that the that Blizzard has provided us with—it's almost all in scrims, almost all in tournaments—and if you want to play that way, those options are there for you.
0: I mean, you're 100% right about that. When I used to play, you know, competitive Counter Strike or competitive Unreal, we didn't—I mean, the tool—the tools that exist now did not exist, you know, in game. If you wanted to play. Competitive anything, you had to step outside the game, you had to get into IRC, you had to get into forums, you know, you had to get into team speaks and stuff like that. Uh, so don't. I mean, I, I, I do think that's correct. I just don't think it's realistic for the bulk of players. Right? I, that's the thing like, I mean, right now, if you wanted to, you could, you know, go into a discord, find yourself a team or find some scrims, find some pugs and just play that way. But, you know, what we're specifically talking about is like, you know, actually playing the competitive mode in the game and how to improve that. Because if that's the case, Blizzard doesn't have to do anything. What we need is more visibility for people who don't know that these things exist, which there are a lot, (laughs) right? You know, it used to be that only the hardcore of the hardcore played competitive. Because you could be a hard, you could be hardcore into a game and not touch the competitive community of that game. That's why competitive communities used to be very small. Unless your entire community is based on competition like the FGC. You know, uh, but, you know, the competitive community, you, communities used to be very small, uh, you know, considerably consider, uh, you know, compared to the, the actual players base of the game. It was small. But League of Legends really changed that. League of Legends putting that competitive system into the game itself is what drew a lot of people who normally didn't have who normally aren't competitive into becoming competitive. Right. Because they want the rank they want the purple points in our case you know they they want to feel good it feels good to win a game and get something for it even if it's virtual like sr and doesn't really matter <laughs> you know uh people really like that so what we what, what, what we what we what we want to do is improve that system and like i said 222 does improve that system and when and in the case of what i'm suggesting i'm not saying somebody who doesn't can't who, who can't get a six stack uh, shouldn't be able to play competitive, but that's why I'm saying like, if we, if they were to go that route where they did a six deck only queue, it has to be all in, right? You have to make all the, instead of taking your players and putting them into a, into a directly into a match, you'd have to take all your players and put them into a lobby because essentially the base of what I'm trying to say, or or the, the gist of what I want to do is greater communication before a match starts. I'm not talking about the 40 seconds to prepare for attack. You know what I'm saying? Or the minute that you get for to prepare for attack. I'm talking about having an actual discussion with the people you're about to play with, you know? And I think that'll help greatly just take, it just takes more time. But I think if you're serious about competitive, if you actually want to have a good competitive experience, you'll go ahead and do that. Right. And then I think people who just kind of want to play around they'll go to quick play. You know, cuz quick play is the one where you can just hit the button and go in, right?
1: Yeah. Um and it, I think for the most part we agree on a lot of uh, a lot of the things. It's just kind of up to Blizzard on they need to do something. They need to yes. they, they need to do <laughs> they need to do uh, have everything go six stack. Um, or they need to make it such that, uh, the uncoordinated masses, uh, have more rules so that they play more similar to, right. um, what is intended. Right. Um,
0: but I mean, yeah. for what it's, for what it's worth, the change, we, there has to be a change coming. If not, the game will die. Let's put it like that. And I don't think, I don't think Blizzard is stupid. I think they're going to make a change um the, it, it, the, the more than likely i mean for what it's worth i do believe that if they make a change it's going to be for the 222 two, two, right because while i think my method would be the most effective and it would improve the quality of life in competitive way more it also does make competitive less accessible less people will want to play comp right like cuz because of the time sink Or not time sink, but you know, it's going to take more time to get a match. Uh, They're like, well, I don't feel like, you know, going into a pregame lobby, discussing with the team. I don't feel like doing all that. I'm just going to hit quick play, you know. And I think Blizzard wants more people in comp, whether they're competitive or not, because it kind of hooks them in versus quick play where you're just kind of playing the game. So if they do, if they do make a change, I do believe it's going to be 2-2-2 and not would I believe this be the superior system, (laughs) you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, Oftentimes they have to make those decisions based on, based on, well, what is, uh, what is the larger community more on board with? Because I I think that sometimes we lose sight of the fact that um, most of the Overwatch community is casual.
0: Right. Uh, th- it is. Most of the overwatch large overwatch community is casual. And in my opinion, the casual player should be playing quick play, not competitive. Yeah. You know, even Kaplan admitted that putting uh competitive points in the game for golden guns, bad idea. It's a bad idea. <laughs> you know, because you have people playing competitive that have no business playing competitive. And one of the reasons why like that, like uh, that gold. Like gold is quicksand, man. Like you know, most of the player base sits in gold, and a lot of those people are the ones that really don't care. Like they just want to do their placements or get some purple points or get the golden guns for whatever reason, you know. So yeah, I mean they've already, they've already uh, admitted that, but like I, you know, I think it's a problem for Blizzard for their ca- for their casual players to not play competitive. Like they want them to play competitive. And I think for those of us who want to play competitive and are actually competitive, that's actually not a problem, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you have anything else?
1: Uh, I just have a few other random things uh, like pro points in favor of 222. Uh, Job security for our DPS players in the Overwatch League is one of them. (laughs) Uh, I can attribute that argument to Jane. Um, Your queue times will go up, but your time and roll will Probably also go up, especially if, like, let's say you're a DPS player who, uh, when push comes to shove and your team needs a main tank, uh, you flex to main tank. uh, You're probably going to spend 15 minutes playing the role that you didn't intend to be playing. um, But who's but you probably didn't spend 15 minutes uh, in a queue. So your time playing what you're trying to play will go up. Uh, despite those few times going up. Um, but other than that, that's that's pretty much what I got.
0: Okay. Well, thanks for coming on and, and taking the pro 222 point. I know me and uh, I think actually me, Kinder, and dude all are, we're not against 222. We just don't think the trade-offs are worth it. And we're kind of pro lobby system, <laughs> you know, that's kind of the watchpoint radio stance, but it's good to hear, you know, because you, you're not alone, right? There's tons of people who also share your opinion. Somebody listening to this, and now they have a voice. You're the voice of the people. With Dear guru
1: I, I try to be. Um, <laughs> I, I, I noticed that uh, I noticed that for a while there, people would put in some uh, would put in those questions into the podcast questions at, area of the Discord, and I would usually pipe up and say something but i wanted i wanted you guys to uh be able to answer your own uh podcast questions being that it's your podcast and all that so i i, I dropped back off of that a
0: little bit um well babe you can still feel free to answer the questions we're still going to talk about it <laughs> so it's, it's fine it's fine all right so are you uh You Anything you want to plug before we go? Uh, Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, I uh, am relatively new into the Twitter game, but seeing as how all the cool kids have a Twitter, um, I uh, decided to start one up, and I have very few followers. So if anybody uh, listening to this uh, liked anything that I have to say, um, I have been uh, studying this game for two and a half years now, um trying to get into coaching and uh, a bit of uh tournament hosting as well um for any information on those kinds of things my twitter is uh wood tier guru uh, w o o d t i e r g u r u um hit me up and become one of my first followers i will love you forever
0: all right well, thank you very much for coming onto the show for the second time. Glad to have you again. Always a good time. I can say that cuz it's twice now and it didn't suck. So.
1: Oh, <laughs> thank, thank right so on, much. man. Uh hopefully I will <laughs> be around for a third.
0: Absolutely. You can come back anytime. All right, so we we're going to wrap this up here and we will catch you guys next time. All righty. That's a star performance. All right. And once again, I like to thank Wood's here Guru for coming back onto the show and you know giving his opinions on uh, two, 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 I think it's, you know, a, a lot of us are in the, in, in, of the same mindset that, you know, uh, the different suggestions that have been flowing around for how to fix competitive there. And I don't, I don't think I've really heard any bad ideas, but we're just at this point as a community, we're just trying to figure out what would be, what's the best thing to go with. Cause we all agree something has to change and uh yeah there's there's more than one way it's kind of cat but like i said thanks Wood your group for coming on and, and talking to two two and if you have any you know uh comments about it you know feel free to reach out to us you know you can uh reach out to us on twitter at watchpoint radio uh you can email us at wpr at com. you can come onto the discord and talk to us you know and, and give your thoughts on you know what do you think about two 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 A lot of you already have, but hey, there's always room for more. Um, And uh, yeah, with that, I think we're uh, I think we're good to go here. I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows here on the Masters Buttons Network. And uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next week. what's going on, everybody? Ja here. I hope you enjoyed that community episode, but I do need to deliver some important information regarding Watchpoint Radio. In a few weeks, we will be ramping down production of Watchpoint Radio, and we will be putting the show on an indefinite hiatus. Uh, this decision was not made lightly, and it wasn't made suddenly either. Uh, for the last year and a half, I've actually been trying to hand off the show to another host that I felt comfortable Hosting the show, and for several different reasons, that has not happened. And you may be wondering, you know, why uh, I, I have I've felt the need to hand off the show, and you know, ultimately, it just comes down to time, right? Uh, I know some people are going to think that the problem is Overwatch because the news cycle slow. That's actually not real. yet. we've been with, with almost a dead news cycle for the past year. We've still been able to uh, put out shows consistently. Uh, but for those who've been around for a while, you probably already know this. For those who haven't, uh, not only do I run, you know, this podcast, Watchpoint Radio, I also run and own the entire Mash Those Buttons network. And, you know, besides make, doing the podcast that we have, we're always trying to improve those podcasts and expand the audience. Those podcasts, you know, reach new people and. You know, we have uh, other projects that we work on, uh, other types of content that we work on, and you know, even some like coding projects that we work on. Um, and, and a lot of them I actually haven't seen the live of day. But that's regard, you know, that's that's besides the point. Uh, but you know, you, you put all that together, and then you 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 put you add the fact that you know this show we're, we're not just relying on news. Uh, There's a lot of work that goes into each episode, usually us digging through forums and digging through Reddit posts and trying to find the thread that's connecting various issues in the community, uh, you know, stuff like that. And it's very time consuming and I don't have a problem with the time that it takes, but the issue that I'm, I'm, I'm really having is that. As we ramp up other projects or as we you know, try to improve other shows or I work on uh, you know, things for the network, I feel that it's impacting the quality of the show. Actually, the last episode that me, Dude, and Kendra recorded never made it to your podcast feed because when I listen to it, I'm like, this is just not good content. And that's the second show within a year's time that I've had to do that, too. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't really see the situation getting any better. So instead of, you know, driving this podcast into the ground and, you know, just, you know, putting out subpar show of the subpar show until people finally, you know, stop listening. And I'm like, well, now there's no point in doing it at all because nobody's listening instead of just letting it, you know, letting the show die that way. I'd rather, you know, end the show with some good content Uh, And I don't want to waste you guys' time every week. I mean, technically speaking, you wouldn't let me waste your time every week. you just stop listening. But, you know, see part A of what I just said. Yeah, so, you know, like I said, the decision wasn't made lightly. It wasn't made quickly either. It is just something that happened over time. And at this time, we feel it is best to bring the show to a close. Uh, Like I said, that's going to be in a few weeks. We do have a few extra episodes that we are going to be putting out. And then we're also going to do, you know, a finale episode, you know, myself, dude, Kinder, Bob will be here for sure. I'm going to try to get Keylock. I'm going to try to get uh, a Bond as well. And, you know, then we'll have a, uh, you know, a little bit of a sendoff show. But, yeah, th- we will be putting the show on indefinite hiatus within the next two to three weeks. Um, With that, you know, there's, there are some things attached to the show. Like, for example, uh, most of the people in our Discord, in the matches Buttons Discord, our Overwatch players they came for WPR. Um so first of all thank you everybody who did come into the Discord. We really appreciate you, you came in there and you you know you uh, interacted with us and we had some conversations going and you know we were able to build a community from the show and that does mean, you know, a lot to me and you know seeing more and more people come into the Discord and say hey, I listened to the show, you said come in here so here I am, you know, really do uh, appreciate that. Uh the Discord isn't really going to change. I will probably change the Watchpoint radio channel to just say overwatch. But other than that, the, the other channels will stay the same. You can still try to connect with people. The ranked roles will still be there. Uh, You can still try to find people to play with. Like I, like I said, I'll still be playing as well. Uh, But the, the discord really won't be touched. And hopefully, I mean, you'll stick around anyway, because we do have other shows that you can listen to. Uh, and, you know, they they also have communities in the Discord as well. Uh, there will be changes made to the Patreon. Uh, we're not actually shutting the Patreon down, but obviously the show is shutting down. So, you know, uh, I'm not going to get into it here, but there will be, uh, I will have a message up or an explanation up for Patreons with details of what's happening, what's changing. And I mean, I, I expect for it a lot, if not all of our, our patrons for WPR to drop off because, you know, they're supporting our Overwatch content. We don't have, well, this type of Overwatch content, we still have pushed the Point, so we will have Overwatch content. But like I said, I will get into the, the nitty-gritty of what's happening with the Patreon uh, on Patreon. So if you are a Patreon listener, please, ex- if you don't have it now, please expect something very soon. I'm recording this pretty late, so I'm, I might not have time to do it tonight. Uh, in terms of Twitch, Uh, You know, first of all, thank you, everybody who was a Twitch subscriber. And, you know, I I know a lot of you guys were just doing it just to support the show, like just because you enjoyed the content and you wanted to show it, give us a little love. Because, I mean, we really didn't use the the Twitch to its fullest extent. I mean, we only put a show on once a week. Uh, You know, other than that, you had two WoW shows. So uh, we really do appreciate everybody who was a Twitch subscriber And for right now, there are no plans to expand our Twitch presence. So, I mean, I fully understand if you want to take your subs and take them somewhere else. But we do appreciate everybody who, uh, you know, helped us out while we were doing the show. Uh, Before I go here, I I want to give a shout out to two community members, especially. Because there were quite a few community members, right, that were, you know, heavily involved in the community. And, uh, you know, they, they were always there to give feedback and talk to, um, but two, I want to give a big shout out to, and more shout outs will be coming probably like in the finale and stuff like that. Uh, but like death squad, OG and mellow Yeti, I want to give you guys a huge shout out because you essentially got, you guys were like community leaders, right? You know, death squad, OG and mellow Yeti had no association with mash those buttons. They had no reason to do the, to do this, but they both led game that they organized and led game nights under the Watchpoint Radio banner uh you know for us on console Death Squad OG on PS4 Mellow Yeti on Xbox 1 I know they as a fact they brought new listeners into the show and I just want to give a really 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 big thank you to you guys for you know going out of your way to be you know community leaders there and, you know, also, I want to give a big shout-out to Wood Tier Guru because, you know, Wood-tier, people would put in, you know, podcast questions, and they were really for us, which is fine. And sometimes we wouldn't want to respond to a podcast question in the Discord because it's kind of, oh, what's the point? They they want to hear about it on the podcast. But, Melo, yeah, not Melo, so yeah, Wood Tier Guru would actually respond back and give some good information into the podcast question. So I want to give a big shout-out to Wood Tier Guru as well. Uh, but, um, like I said, I'll have we'll probably have some more shout-outs for other people, uh, you know, when we do our finale show. But for now, that is the info that I needed to give you guys. Um, you yeah, know, I, I really don't know what to say. I just really thank everybody for their support over the last three years. You know, I never expected the show to get as big as it was. Uh I expect I definitely didn't expect to be talking about Overwatch for three years. I will be perfectly honest with you there. Um Everybody who sent us, you know, tweets or messages, uh, you know, uh, asked us questions, got involved in the community, uh, came in and helped out other community members like you guys are all awesome. Thank you guys very much. It was uh, it was a pleasure to be able to, uh, you know, engage with you on a regular basis. So with that, like I said, we're going to have, I think, one, well, at least two more episodes, possibly three. I, I need to talk to a few people and um you know then then we'll have a finale it'll be a big party but uh you know thank you guys for everything thank you guys for you know being here for the last three years and uh like i said i'm not dying we're not dying uh we're just gonna put the show on hiatus um you know and like i said it doesn't mean that the show can't come back but right now there's no plans to really start it back up i don't want to give any false hope right now uh but you know like i said thank you guys from the bottom of my heart and i will catch you on the next episode thank you for choosing a mash those buttons podcast we hope you enjoyed the show if you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across ios and android just search for the show on a podcatcher like apple Podcasts or google Podcasts and hit subscribe if you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashowsButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out MashowsButtons.com shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest at Mash Those Buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash Those Buttons, and youtube.com slash Mash Those Buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.